Welcome back, adventuring friends, to another episode of Shenanigans and Mayhem. Yay! The craziest season of premiere ever. Wow, that did not go like I thought would go. So, oh, with killing a rogue? Yeah. Good riddance to a rogue. I so mean, that, that was... So those who... Spoilers for those who haven't listened to episode one, I don't know why you're here. But yeah, that's, that's the first time I had to kill a uh, player character. Uh, I almost thought about making a rogue to just spite your character. <laughs> just spite, like, piss on any... So yeah, our recap from our previous game, the, uh, the, the guys had decided on a name, the Fateless Four. Uh, three. <laughs> uh, they were tasked to go down into the Undermountain to deal with whatever creature was causing a ruckus down in the Undermountain in the entrance, which happened to be a Cyclops. Who double critted on Mick <laughs> and smashed him dead in place. No saving throws. He hit him enough hit him enough force to instant kill, which I've never seen. Well yeah, the first hit took him down to one what? HP yep. and the second hit did exact the exact amount to do double HP, max HP damage. Uh, so the guys then found a chest, they raided the body, they uh, went back upstairs, uh, found a note. They found a note, which we need to read yet still. And we'll pick it up from there. So who wants to read the note they found on Mick's body? I'm in shock. Uh, I, I can read it. Okay, so that's the yellow highlighted section there. Yellow highlighted section. Guys, there was a note in Mick's pocket. It says, I'm pleased with your work so far. Purchase, oh, should I do it in character? I'm pleased with your work so far. Purchasing your contract from AAA was a wise investment. For now, stay with the group. They may prove useful. If you need to contact me, squeeze the stone in your hand. It will turn ice cold. I'll send an emissary. Keep me informed with any uh, items or people of interest. Signed, Xanathar. <gasps> that bitch was working with me. What? <laughs> that bitch. He was working with Xanathar? I guess so. Well, I guess he's working for one Cyclops, but then another Cyclops killed him. Oh, I wonder if he got... No, not possible. What would a beholder really be a Cyclops? Because he no, has... but he has like one big eye on his face, and yeah, one... Cyclops has one big eye on his face. But he has the other but big, uh, yeah. tentacle eye, so... He has more. the eyes. Yeah. So on the table, in the middle of the Yonic Portal, lays the lifeless body of your friend Mick. Durin calls, calls over Lam- Lambert. Son, fetch me the Undertaker. And a holy man, if you can find one on the streets. The boy runs out of the bar. Duran looks to you all. I'm so sorry for your loss. This is all my fault. I brought you all together. I sent you down there. I'm the one to blame. Not much potential. I'll cover the cost of this man's burial. Uh, Duran then walks over to the bar and grabs a pitcher and starts pouring glasses for everyone. And once everyone has a drink in their hand, Duran stands up on the table and he has a little toast and he said, here's to the friends, or here's to the, here's to the knights we'll never remember with the friends we'll never forget. And he holds his glass up high, it's like, the Mick, and everyone proceeds to drink. After about five rounds of shots, the young Lord Lambert comes walking back in, followed by a man dressed in all black, hat and, and coat. He, he's, he's walking backwards as he's carrying a large casket. Another man is also carrying the other end of the casket as they walk into the bar. Uh, Lenny, so please describe your new character. Um, he is I'm going to say a late a late 
30s, early 40s man, human. Uh, long haired, kind of salt and pepper. <sighs> kind of imagine Steve Buscemi kind of looking, like skinny. Uh, Oh, crazy eyes. Oh, little, yeah. little, little crazy eyes. Now um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of, you know, like long, long hair, scruffy looking, uh, not a long beard, but like, like stubbly beard, not very well kept. Um, you know, he has a, like, not quite a cloak, but like more like that, like, you know, like that dirty, um, Clint Eastwood type, um, like robe, like in like a western, like, like you know, yeah, there. you know, like, like just like, like the fucking throw over, you, you know, uh, underneath it, you 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 see a little white, a little white collar, um, uh, you know, I don't know what the priests call them, the priest, the little white priest collar. Um, uh, so, in my character, do you want me to show you, to give my character's name? Yeah, go ahead. Um, my character's name is. Why did you send me that? I don't know. Could I have told him to the name of character Bonky Donor? No. Uh, character's name is a fa- Father Harold von Christensen, but he goes by Havoc. Is he going to wreak havoc on this party? And uh, he's on a mission from God to clean up Waters Deep. Now, did you steal that from me? Because I had a character named Havoc as well. Oh, did you? Yeah. No, I have a friend that named the Pitbull named Havoc, and I stole it from her. Okay. You stole my. You stole your last character from me too. So. Nick. Like, yeah. I have, must have a, the worst fucking memory, and it just sticks in my. What was what was Mick? I know Havoc was your warlock, right? Yeah, Havoc was the warlock, the dragonborn warlock that I played with Matt. And, Matt and what was what was Mick? Well, Mick was gonna be the. Uh, well, Havoc is dead. So. Yeah, Havoc is also dead. <laughs> he uh, died by a red dragon. Yeah. No, that was uh, that was the other one. That was the blood hunter. Uh, Havoc died by the city guard because he let the halfling lead the, lead the party for a, a game. Oh yeah. yeah, Robert was so fun in that party. Yeah. The pains of my DM existed, <laughs> but fun at the same time. No, the because uh, I, I told you I was going to be the the rabbit uh, fighter. He's on a quest to find the evil. Oh, don't tell me shit, Mark. No. <laughs> the, the, the evil gnome woman. Oh, yeah, I told her. Oh, Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. telling you my idea. Fucking take a thing. Like a week later, like, you had this great idea for a kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's slightly different from yours. Wasn't that like what Travis did for Critical Role? Like, Well, he, he took a character he already played and just kind of slightly altered it. All right, so the two men lay the coffin next to the body and proceed to place the body inside the box. The man in blast asks, what would you like to have done with the remains? Buried? Burned? Laid the rest at sea? I'd say burned? Just rabbits? Just throw them back in the cast. Whatever's cheapest to search for, uh, if, uh, uh during this brand bang for it, I don't, I don't know that, uh, does the portal lead back to the Fate world? Because that's really where he's from. No, the portal leads right back down to where you guys were. Yeah, it just crashed on the ground. Um, I'd say let him take him out to the wilderness. Let the coyotes have him. That's how we would want. 
is, is it? Whatever, whatever seems Denise's, I suppose. <laughs> well, I, I guess cremation it is. Uh, meet us at the church down the road at sunset tomorrow. We'll have a little funeral for him. And he proceeds to have him and Lambert proceed to carry the box out and put it on a cart and drive it away. So, what are you guys doing? Probably dry heaving and <laughs> showing whatever other forms of shock. Does Havoc leave with the body? Oh, uh, just yeah, that's up to you. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll leave with the body. Okay. So, Havoc turns around, follows the Undertaker, you know, out the out of the ring, back up the ramp. You know, glory oh. be to God. Yes. Bring out your dead. Oh, Jesus. I'm not dead. Oh, yes, he is. That was a joke. That's against regulations. <laughs> I'm getting better. All right, so you, walk. Uh, you have till sunset of the next day, so if there's anything you guys would like to do right now? Um, Cinderfist isn't a very comforting person, but I'll try and console Sully. <laughs> to me, I don't know how you could console a 14 year old boy, yeah. but. Uh, persuasion, I guess, rule. Persuasion? Just this line of work, you know, things like that happen. We all die at some time. Is that assist? I'll try and persuade you (laughs) to be comforted with a 16. I guess I kind of calmed down a little bit, like, I guess you live by the sword, you die by the sword, right? You're gonna... Well, in this case, if you're gonna have this type of life, you'll have to get used to losing people that you start to get close to. Oh, Lenny, don't cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's poor thing. Oh my god. Your sinuses? No, I made that hot sauce today, and I must have washed my hands. I must have washed my hands like four times, and it's still, and I touched my eye. <laughs> Bullshit. And I, my eye is burning. He just pissed. He's still pissy about Mick dying. <laughs> I did. I did go. I did go. I did. Yeah, I did. It's fucking hot. I did go home and cry that night. I told you when he tried the the sauce by himself. He sounded like Mario when he gets hit by fire. Well, that was that other sauce, not with all the. It's super hot. Nice. Can't please sleep that in the. Oh, I'm so recording. <laughs> you, you think Mark Edison's like, saying? Yeah, Mark is not cutting this. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I rarely cut anything. <laughs> no. I think I, I think on that one where he's like, I have gonorrhea. What? I cut it and put it at the very end of the episode. <laughs> oh, damn it, no, I wanted to start well, it that way. What if I say your address? Do you cut that? <laughs> What's that? What if I say your address? Oh, yeah, please you don't do that. Okay, gotcha. I don't know. I mean, it's bad enough. I, I think I know where I live, where I, like, what town I live in. I don't think they need to know what street. Uh, one, two, three, ABC screen. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do we do now, gang? Uh, I'm, I guess I calmed my nerves down a little bit, so now I'm just probably, like, doing the thousand-yard stare every once in a while. Uh, well, let's do the important stuff. Let's divvy up mixed stuff. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was what uh, calmed my nerves. <laughs> Uh, so I pull out everything out of my backpack and yeah, it was it quite a, it was quite a bit. It was a lot of gold. Um, looks like we have a plus two dagger, mm-hmm. uh, the moon touched rapier, four hundred and twenty gold pieces, four twenty, a cloak of protection, that's the sixty. Uh, s- 
spell scroll uh, oh, globe of invulnerability. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And a rock, a rock and a letter, which we just I think just the read. scroll would do best for either me uh, or the. I believe that was not on that list, which we also have, which is the had a vial of Gelder's original potion. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, a half vial of the black. Yeah, not quite completed. The original vial so, of and, potion. Um, so the vial said. It would give you great, it was great strength, but then crippling weakness, I think it was something like that. It also said buffalo hot sauce on the bottom. Um, we didn't see yeah, him. Great, great strength and crippling weakness. Did we see him steal it? Did we know that he stole that? No. No, but, it? It, but I had it on my person now. Yeah. Um, so would we know what it is for sure? You have no idea. Wouldn't no. know, okay. Uh, can I roll an intelligence check to like, since I kind of helped with the potion? Yeah, go ahead, yeah. Uh, cool. I also had two healing potions. Well, I rolled a natural 18. I don't know if you want me to add my intelligence. Well, you're 18 plus 5. I would say with a 23, you wouldn't recognize the the first version of Yelder's potion. And no, that's what it is inside the vial. I'd point in like, that's that. Okay. Um, I don't know if we want to return that to Gelder or keep it. Like... If you want to keep it, have at it. I mean, there's something to be said for preserving mix, you know, morality, sort of. And I don't necessarily want people to know that still I, caught, I caught him stealing things a few times. You know, what? But I, well, I mean, stealing, I caught him stealing from Gelder. I, Is this what he was stealing from Gelder? I, I suppose. I saw him swipe something when we were leaving Gelder's Tower one day. I wasn't going to tell anyone. Swiper, no swipey. <laughs> uh, next time I'm at their, up there, I could, like, sneak it back in and, like, none could be the wiser. But if none are the wiser, might as well just not, not, give, it not give it back. Okay. I don't know if that <laughs> makes us morally any better than him, but... I never was a man of morals. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying I'm any better than Nick, but... You are alive and he's dead. That's a lot more you can yes. say about you. That's true. As some of my relatives up in the Spine of the Mountains used to say, any day above ground is a good day. Um, but these are coming from dwarves who live underground, so... That's true. Take your pick. <laughs> It's an interesting, yeah, it's an interesting way to look at it from someone who's not above ground. I think they meant more alive and not buried. <laughs> no, I understand the metaphor. I, I just think, think so, it's an, an interesting, yeah, it's like being, a metaphor and a metaphor. Yeah, and it's like, I think it's one of the riddles they always gave me. Um, Sully, were you interested in taking any of the things that Mick had, the plus two dagger? I am no touch for rape, a dagger, I'm rapier, sorry. Rapier, no. No, I'm not. I, I don't even know how to use swords. Like I punch things. I I can fling around this hammer I have in my backpack. <laughs> uh, what else was there? Anything good? Uh, the cloak of protection. Uh, healing potions. No more of the healing potions. I kind of just don't want to adventure anymore. <laughs> well, are you breaking up with us? Uh, wait, we were dating? Like, wait, what? What? Like, he's starting to go back to, like, a hyperventilating panic again, like, thinking, like, 
He didn't know he was in a relationship. Did I need to buy you flowers this morning? Like... The dwarves normally bring each other dead fish from the market. Do I need to start doing that more often? What would you... What would you do if you weren't... I mean, I'm still happy to help you with your thing, but I think I'd rather stick with academia, like... Um... Like, I'll help you with your blood stuff, all that, but like... If a Cyclops killed our rogue and literally two whacks on the head, like, imagine what a dragon will do. I suppose. Like, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want another friend to die. I also- I don't want to die. Um, well, at least take your portion of the gold. You surely deserve that. Um... I'll take, like, 50 GP. And then, and then, as a matter of fact, let's- let's- should we pop open that- that chest and see what else? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I pulled my lock. No, I, it was unlocked, wasn't it? Right, there was, it was it was unlocked, and then on the side of the handle, there was a note with the key. And it said, the note did say, Beware where you unlock Zandora's chest. It may hold many secrets. It's a matter of when and where. So, do we want to open it right now, or do we want to go upstairs in our room and open it? Maybe in, the, maybe in our room? Uh... Yeah, yeah let's, let's take it up to the room. Alright, so you take it up to the room and I'm... I'll go tell Durin that the tavern keeper we have this chest, we're gonna go open it up. If you hear any loud screams, come up and with haste. And bring that great sword I saw you holding. Alright, so... Thank you. You take it up to your room, you open it up. Um, give me a D100 roll. Oh, great. Uh, am I doing that? Or oh, I want to open this uh, thing up a lot. You, you can if you I don't think I have a percentage dice. 25. I roll a 25. Well, I hope this doesn't do something wrong. <laughs> you open up to find a, a tiny silver statue of a raven. Is it magical? Uh, do an arcana check. I can do that. Four sizzle. Three plus seven, ten. Uh, you have no idea. You don't think you don't think there's any magical properties to it. You don't see any runes, or it doesn't give off any magical aura. But it's pretty. It's pretty hefty. You believe it's worth a serious amount of coin. Um, I'm gonna see if I have some spell slots. I might burn a uh, detect. Oh no, nope, I'm out of spell slots. That's the only thing in the chest. Could I use Detect Magic as a ritual? Sure. Uh, I will give me 10 minutes and 6 seconds and pop. <laughs> the chest is glowing bright fucking orange or purple, whatever aura that the, uh, you for your Detect Magic. The chest itself is super fucking magical. The item you pull out of it, no. Um, can I close <clears throat> it, lock it with the key, <clears throat> unlock it with the key, and open it back up? There's nothing in there. I'm gonna. Oh shit! I'm like, I guess we could take the chest and go sell it. I guess, and maybe even this little raven. This little raven appears to be. If you detect, oh no, you can't. Do I know what school of magic it is? It says that you learn its uh, school of magic, if any, conjuration. Uh. Uh-huh. I'm trying to think of like one time. I know I know how those box works in my head. I'm trying to figure out which school would be best. Uh, uh, Conjuration would be a good one, yeah. 
so I'm probably getting some conjuration vibes. I'll keep the chest and that can be my payment. You can't do you can't identify the chest, can you? Uh could I roll like an archonchic to see if I could do that because and not waste another <laughs> ten minutes? Uh yeah, so go ahead and roll. Because I have identify prepared as well. Okay. Uh, 12 plus just 5 intelligence or 7? No, I mean, if you, you have... If you, you, spend, you spend some time with this chest and you read the note where it says when and where and you, you move it around the room and you realize right away that it all depends on where you open the chest. Let's see. Like the hallway versus our bedroom. Right. So Big bed, bedroom. The next time you open the chest in a different room... Let's and, go to Mick's room and open it. Sure. Um, next time you open it up in mixed room, I had a status rolled one. Uh, you pull out a piece of paper, and it says a half. Uh, it's a half of a floor plan for a temple or a castle that is somewhere in a land you don't recognize. I guess it's a trinket generator. <laughs> um, so yeah, you believe that this box is actually. Uh, so you, you play around with it a little bit, and you put it. You actually put something in the box, and you lock it, and you move it to the other side of the room, and you unlock it. The book is gone. You relock the chest. You move the chest back to the side of the room where you had it originally. Unlock the box. Boom! There's your book. Oh, it's like a third dimensional. Like you lock something in the chest, and, and it, it stays. It's it where stays you put that, it in the chest. It stays in that area. As you play around with the chest some more, you you will start looking at there's very intricate carvings that are just caked in mud, and I would say you spend the next hour just digging, trying to pick up the mud out of the side of the carving, pick out some of the runes. Not only does this chest present itself at different items inside the box about where it's laid, you believe that this is also be a portal to other realms. Do we want to go in it? I kind of don't. We should rest. Wait, I'm confused. What did you say? It's a gateway to like another realm. In the chest. So, Sully's so figured this kind of figured this out, and he start. He's kind of getting excited about it because more magical stuff. He uh, he believes if we take it just right and put it in the right spot, it can actually open it up. He, he he hauls it back downstairs, and he he throws the chest into the fireplace outside the yawning portal. And he reaches in over and he unlocks the chest and he flips open the, t- the top of the lid. Inside the trunk is actually now a set of stair- a staircase that leads off into the bar- black darkness. Oh. That's weird. Um. I don't know that we should go. I mean, I don't want you to go if it's the. Dangerous. You know, this would have been a fun way to introduce my other character, the Fae Wanderer. But... So yeah, so he's always pretty excited about all this, and so he's starting to figure this chest out. So he, he actually pulls the chest off the fire and relocks it, and opens it up next to the fire, and looks in there again, and it's empty. So again, he's figured out it's all a matter of when and where you open this chest. What? Sure is. That's weird. Well, I think obviously I'm selling this thing now. Yeah, I would definitely want to sell it. I'll keep this as my payment. Um, 
Those stairs must lead to somewhere. Yeah, I mean... A treasure hoard, maybe. Maybe a dragon hoard. It could be. I don't know that... Could I'm I... I don't want you to have it, but I don't know if, if we shouldn't... You know, at least I'll be able to use it. I don't want to say that I don't, I don't want it, but... I'll be honest, part of me wants to go back home and just try to forget all this. Go back to just being a nerd and the worst fear of my life is getting a paper cut or swapped up the back of the head because I was two days late on a book. But part of me also wants to stay bar deep to keep learning more, like help you with your blood diffusions and all that. Maybe stay around and learn some more. Hell, maybe even join the academy that's here. No. Part of me just doesn't want to be risk dying or any of my friends dying. I've always had a knack for more protections, like more abjuration spells and blowing stuff up, but like the blowing stuff up, I was always like thinking, like, I can protect my friends and all this, but like now that I've proven that I can't protect my friends, like, I don't know if that's good or bad can't protect your friends. Yeah, like, he dropped me first, like, and one hit knocked me out, and then I ran away, and then he killed Mick, and I was powerless to that. Ben, which character are you right now? Uh, Naz. Okay. We thought up the things, so oh, just right oh, now. You, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It gets so confusing sometimes. Yeah. Like, Nick's dead, there's no coming back from that, at least not without a high cost. Well, I think you need to do whatever you think is best for you. That is right, I I don't want, I don't want Nick's fate to to be shared with you. But I couldn't protect him, like, what if I can't protect you guys? What if you're the one That's what I mean, I, I don't want, I don't want... Mick died. I don't want that to happen to you, is what I'm trying to say. I would feel better if you weren't, if, if, if you weren't fighting. I don't know if you're there yet, you're a little too young. Um, and I, I would feel like if it happened to you, that it was, it was at least partially my fault. Are we breaking up? No, it's always you. <laughs> yeah, someone said that. It's We've just, just grown apart. <laughs> but, I, like, I can kind of understand that. Like, I could just keep studying and get stronger that way for now. Yeah, yeah, I maybe don't, try I don't the adventuring mean, again down the road. Yeah, I, I don't mean never. I just mean maybe you're a little too young for it right now. I mean, I didn't come here with the intention of being an adventurer. Kind of just fell into our laps all at the same time together. Um, I'll take some gold so that way I can beef up my armor so I can turn into full plate. That'll protect me better so I can protect you better. Okay. Um, but again, this staircase... 
Well, where where do you think this thing goes? Should it? Should we like go in and just like look at it and then come back out? <laughs> that sounds like a not great idea. Oh, okay. Um, so whenever I looked down this stairs, and I know this is a bit mitigating, but like being that I was raised by dwarves and gnomes, like in a more underground base like library, would I be able to like look at the steps, look at the walls, see if there's like any like thing that could tell me, hey, this is like this realm or like is there a moss growing that I, I could identify it as like roll history okay uh 16 plus oh shit I had plus 5 I think so like so, a 21 yeah I would say you can have a general idea that <clears throat> the staircase leads no plus 7 so plus 7 so like 20 plus 7 like 22 uh, you have a general idea that this, this, this staircase is leading somewhere deep underground. So yeah. the underdark deep, or like just dwarven deep? Like, uh, possibly like even a different realm of. Oh, so what? Point? Are you gonna point that with some different realm or plane of existence? So like the Shadowfell kind of different plane? Or are we talking like possibly the abyss? <laughs> Possibly on a different plane of existence. Oh, so okay, so I'll do it anyway. If if could I find a stone sitting around? Okay, yeah. Or like on the side of the ground? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Now cast uh, light on the stone. All right. And chuck it down the stairs. Yeah, sure. Open it back. So the chest is open in the fire. You put it, place it in the back in the fire and open it. The staircase is there, and you chuck it. And, yeah, I just like. All right. Instance. You watch this stone. It lights up the stairs and it goes for a long time and eventually it hits something, bounces and bounces until the, the stone is no longer visible. It's no longer visible. Right. I can't hear it bouncing anymore. Yeah, it's, it goes for a while. It goes like forever until you can't hear it. Let me guess, we hear a large roar and like... Bullfrog. No. Joking. Okay, well, that's a, just an incident staircase. Well, that's unsettling. That's a little unsettling. I'm going to close it and lock it immediately and be like, that was a bit... Uh, I we, sh- we should find somebody who knows more than we do about this sort of thing. Like someone who... Uh, Some wizard Works with stone and knows something about stairs. <laughs> yeah. A carpenter, maybe. No, a masoner. Yeah, mason. That was what I was Who, who would we talk to like that? I could go... We could go back up the door... The best people I would know for this kind of thing would be my home area, which... Um, d- does the bartender, like, see what we're... Oh, Doran? Yeah, he's watching he's you. Watching. He's like, yeah. But he's yeah, he's giving you guys some pretty... Some leeway, seeing how you sauced your friend. And he, he still feels pretty much responsible for this. And he, you know, he used to be an adventurer himself, so he's seen some weird shit. So he took an arrow in the knee? What's that? Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, he probably maybe could have taken an arrow. That's enough out of you, Bobby. <laughs> Sorry. Is the arrow from, in the knee from, from something? It's from Skyrim. Skyrim. Uh, okay. okay, you've never played Skyrim? I, I, you must like, have never taken like, an arrow. It was arrow canned, to uh, like, uh, uh, guard dialogue. Okay. He said, oh, I used to be an adventurer like you until I took an arrow in the knee. Yeah, I, I barely played any Skyrim. Just very, very little. You make me sad. So, be it come Pepsi. Well, uh, what are your thoughts on... But where where can we take this to figure out what's going on here? <sighs> I mean, uh, the obvious answer would be, you know, maybe you should leave with Gelder or the Council of uh, Wizards ever at the uh, House of Wonders. That definitely seems 
like something they would study and we'll know more about them well, than I myself. I'd say we get this thing over there and try to figure out what's happening here. Let's There's also... Back. What? Let, let's take it back to the tower, not the lever of wonders, though, because we kind of murdered people there. Well, yeah, but they were bad people. So I'm oh, not worried about that. Gilder, yeah, there. that's what I was saying. Let's go back to the tower and talk to Gilder. And another thing is... There's a sock on the door. What does that mean? Oh, yeah. What was that from? What does that mean? <laughs> Xanathar... Mick has been working for Xanathar. and Not anymore. Get, well, he'll get word that Mick's dead, so... He's got to know before long that we know... That Mick was working... Yeah, but we, we can't else. do anything about that. Yeah, but is that gonna? We don't know where. I don't see any. Is logical, that gonna put a bounty on us in any way? Do you think? I don't see any logical repercussion that would affect us. To some degree, maybe, but I don't know for sure. I mean, it said to keep for Mick to keep with us. I don't know if. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. I don't know where Xanathar lives. Oh, that's true. We don't know where he's at. So I guess it no sense in worrying about that. Um, do you want right. to pop to into into Gelders and uh, ask him about the chest? We might as well. There's not going to know anything else just sitting around here. Is that okay, Sully? We're popping to Gelders and asking about the chest. Yeah, sure. There's still a okay sock on the door. Or whatever. Uh, so when you get to Gelders, yeah, the sock has been removed from the door handle. Nice. Let's go in. Okay. Uh, you take you you go up into Gilder's tower. Uh, he's pleased to see you, but he's he notices right away that somebody's missing, and he's like, "I start like sobbing. I'm like, Nick is dead." And he asks about what happened. And I'm sure you recount the tale. Like, he went down the hall and he got smashed. And he was fucking, dead. He's dead. Ah! He's fucking dead. He's fucking dead. <laughs> and he's just like, "Calm down, son. Calm down." Uh, and he, he's like, all right, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about your friend. Is, is there going to be a service or anything for him? Uh, uh, we're gonna tomorrow at sundown, yeah. they're going to do a pyre. Okay. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll help tell, take, tell whoever needs to be told, and I'll make sure there's a few people there to send Nick off properly. Um, while we were down there fighting the Cyclops, mm-hmm. um, he... The... Came across the chest. We came across this chest. The Cyclops broke it out of the wall, right? By throwing uh, either a rock. rock yeah, yeah. Um, this this fell out of uh, the wall um, after Cyclops threw a rock it at us. To be a conjuration slash dimension interdimensional thing. Okay. Uh, we show them the little silver. What was the, the statue and the rain? Okay. Uh, so he, he he's quite curious about this, and he starts playing with it himself. Putting books into it and locking it and moving and playing around, moving around the room, and he he's quite curious about this and he tries it in different spots and he actually pulls out a couple other random items. I pull, I throw into the fire, show him the stairs. <clears throat> um, so this time when you throw it into the fire, there are no stairs. There were stairs in the last time we threw it in the fire. And yeah. he he points out the note that's like, well, it does say it's all about when and where. Well, so when we did this at the tavern, um, we found we found that it led to a staircase. Um, we have no idea how far it goes. We threw a, a light source down it, and uh, we eventually just lost sight of it. Hmm. 
Well, I, 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 I do believe it's great, best you guys didn't go in there unprepared. Because God only knows what could be down there. And I, this is a field that means there's, there's more studying. And he's pretty excited about this. And he's like, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll start working on this chest if you guys want to start working on your next adventure or your next project. What about his blood? I thought you were doing that. You just chatted the blood so he can. Yeah. That's the whole thing with this. That's the main. Yeah, this really uh, fucked you up, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and he, he, he said he'll walk over to. He's like, he's like, this really did damage you, didn't it, son? <laughs> it's like he looks at you. He's like, do you have any family here in Waterdeep? It's like, well, maybe you should go go home for a while. Spend some time with the, your family. Show them the man you've become. What kind of man would lose his <laughs> And he's like, you aren't a virgin anymore, <laughs> son. Uh, he walks over to his uh, bookcase. <laughs> he walks over to this bookcase and he pulls off a book and he walks over and he hands it over to you and I'm like, here, why don't you why don't you take this with you? Maybe you can use this book to occupy your time. He, he flips it open and he hands you this book. Like I found this years ago, but the mechanical aspect is just beyond me. I understand some of the magic, but the the gears and the things that it would take to properly build this is just beyond my skill. Is this like one of those tomes of iron golems? <laughs> um, you start flipping through the, the books and you see different diagrams. Uh, and different uh, instructions and actually blueprints, and you, you start you start flipping through it and you start to get a little bit excited about what you're looking at here. And as at the end, you finally understand exactly what you're looking at. He has handed you basically a book and built and blueprints for a war forge. I could take that. So here, why don't you just put your efforts towards something like this? Okay, plot twist. I'm gonna make a soul sorcerer. Uh, or not a soul sorcerer. I'm gonna make a clockwork sorcerer. What Warforge now? <laughs> Next campaign. Yeah, some little 14 year old or 15 year old half or half orc made me. He looks at you. He's like, I know you'll do great things with this book and create something that'll help people. I mean. And he's like, don't worry, son. It gets easier with time. And then he looks back at you. He's like, well, what are you two? What are, what are your two plans? Well. Uh, and, well, if Naz would join me, I'm, I have, we haven't discussed it, but I was planning on going to the uh, Monster Hunters Guild or something of the sort to find someone who's maybe knows something about finding dragons. And he's like, ah, yes, the uh, the Beast Hunters Guild on the south, southern end of town. Uh, that's very wise. I, they would definitely know exactly where you'd want to go to find more dragon's blood. Uh, when you get there, ask for a man named Ty. He, I believe he's the one in charge there. Ty? Yes. Ty Fighter. Okay, I'll spell, spell wrong, sorry. <laughs> FYI, Mick would have totally try to steal that fucking chest. Okay, well, good thing I did. <laughs> it's a big fucking chest. It'd be kind of hard to... I'll shove you in it and let someone... <laughs> yeah, we would have shoved you in it, closed let, it. Let someone in a different dimension find you. 
You're the wrong place in time, bitch. <laughs> we'll see him when we take on uh, uh, Tiamat. You try to stuff that into a bag of holding and imploded the universe. <laughs> well, it seems, yeah, we're about to maybe lose Sully, too, so I don't think uh, there's too much adventuring to be done with the two of us. Uh, it's two's, two's not the strongest number, um... Yeah, I was going to attempt to hire someone to, to join us uh, on this on this dragon hunt. Yeah, sure. sure. Let's go see what uh, let's go see what, who we can find. As Sully stays behind to work with Gelder and to play with his new book. Yes, and he starts gathering springs and gears, and he's making up a small pile of random items. I start building a hand. <laughs> um, and we're leaving the chest with them too. The I would with that group. That's if you want to. That's you right can right. you can leave it there, or you can haul it behind with you. Take the raven. <laughs> Nick's calling from the grave. Take the raven. <laughs> so we're gonna head over to the dragons, or are we gonna head back? Are you gonna wait till after do the uh, funeral? Uh, we could go ahead. I mean, what, How what, much time, what time is it today? Yeah. Um, I would say it's probably later in the evening because you guys were in the uh, cave all day, okay. uh, and you guys have been camping. So you spent a couple hours at the bar. You went to Gelder's. So I'm gonna say it's early evening. If, if I look on Yelp, what time does the Beast Hunter Guild close? <laughs> Uh, I would say there's that's one of those places that's there's always activity at. Sure, there's there's no reason why we couldn't stop in tonight. It's assuming it's not like on the other side of the what, town. What rating do they have for ambiance? Let me let me Um, yeah, couple pages. I'm 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 just following around uh, Cinderfist wherever wherever we need to go. Okay, before we get there, let's let's talk about money. Oh uh, yeah, he, yeah. Now, now uh, he wanted, he wanted, he wanted 50 gold. Okay, great. That leaves us at 370. Three uh, uh, what's 370 divided by 2? Uh, 185. 185? I think. I think you're worth for a couple Yeah, boy. 185 times 2. Alright, so you guys have divided up the gold... Yeah, uh, you kind of decided where you kind of want to go talk to the the guild. It's late at night. Where are you guys going? You going back to the bar? Are you gonna go to the guild? Uh, go? Well, I think it's been a long day, so let's yeah, let's, let's just wait till the morning or yeah. till after after the services. That's fine by me. All right, so you guys go ahead and rest for the evening. You spend the, the day preparing for going. For mixed funeral, uh, you go. You see Gelder going around town, talking to different people, uh, informing them what's going on. Uh, he even stops by and he buys a few different random items. He, and you wait till the sunset of the second day. You guys get to the chapel, and there is Nick's body laid out over a funeral pyre of wood, surrounded by flowers and things of interest of him. So there's actually. Some people have thrown a few gold coins. Some people have thrown some carrot. There is a nice black slice of red velvet cake sitting <laughs> right there. <laughs> Too soon. Uh, so there, standing next to the pyre, is both Havoc and uh, our cleric friend Brendan. Brendan stands up 
and he welcomes you all there. So you're all surrounded by people you've met along the way. So there's Gelder, Mary Beth, Dr. Bailey, uh, Durin, several people who, who have uh, you've seen at the bar drinking with all of you, playing games. There's the drunken guy with the dice there. And he feels bad. He's, he still has his, his cup and shaking it around, but this time it's, it's just full of drinks. Any, um, Xanathar cronies? Oh, no, I got nothing that you can see. Uh, so, uh, Brendan walks up to the front of the pyre, and then he stands up and starts to speak. I barely knew the man, but I did get to spend time with a few of you, and I believe you all to be good men and women of honor and integrity. I imagine you surround yourself with like likely people. So I'm sure your friend here at the, in the end was a good man. I do know your friend will not be forgotten by the children. He helped heal this horrible disease. Are the people who were oppressed by the criminals of the Crimson Dagger gang. Would anybody else like to say a few words? And Havoc would like to okay. say so, a few words. Uh, so, and H- Havoc walks up to the fire, and Brendan, you know, steps aside. It's like, did this yesterday this way, Father? My friends, don't fear because I am with you. Don't be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will surely help you. I will hold you with my righteous, strong hand. God be with you. Uh. Brendan comes back around with a lit torch, and he like, well, what would you, one of you, like to do the honors? Um, I'll refuse the torch and cast fireball. Okay. <laughs> I will do it with you. Like I see, you're about to do your fireball, and I'll do it next to you. Yeah. So as you do this, the the pyre lights up immediately, and the flames catch and make the body slowly is consumed by flame. Lenny. There's one last step here. That was the make character sheet. Oh, shit. You need to tear that in half. No! I don't want to. <laughs> you know what? I'll do it. Oh, you don't know how hard this is. <laughs> Are you crying more now? <laughs> that's, that's official. Ah, that was hard. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for joining us tonight on tonight's episode of Shenanigans Mayhem. Uh, rest in peace, Nick. May you ever, maybe, may your pockets be filled with gold in the afterlife that you stole one from other bastards. Are we doing tap still? All right. So yeah, that's gonna end our episode. <clears throat> so thank you guys for playing thank you guys for listening thank you for being part of the show rest in peace Mick and let's move on with Havoc oh shit <laughs> alright everybody good night thank you for listening goodbye bye bye